Expresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Expresso Crime. I'm so glad you're here. Today's Sunday Scaries bring us to the letter E for Season 5 A to Z Serial Killers. This list includes 12 serial killers and these cases are fully loaded. From sinister confessions to contract killing, a recent-ish serial killer, and so many more, let's get right into the list. Starting off with number one, Andrew David Edwards. He's an American serial killer. From the age of 19, in 1977, he had been in and out of treatment centers for alcoholism. In 1985, he left his girlfriend and job, and from there, things just went really bad. Between 1987 and 1992, he was unemployed and spent time between Oregon, California, and Colorado. During this time, he killed four acquaintances while in a drunken rage. In January 1993, he attempted to murder a fifth victim, a 42-year-old in San Jose, California. He attacked her with a wrench, and that was behind a bowling alley. After this attack, he hopped on a train, and that train was bound for Chico. And while getting medical attention for his hand from the attack, he stopped by a deputy. He admitted to that deputy that he had killed five men. So he did not know that that um, fifth intended one just was like severely injured. He thought he had died. So, um, Edwards later claimed to have regretted this decision. I, I hope other things were regretted as well. But anyways, he had claimed that his parents would be embarrassed by him for more than one reason. I would assume he was sentenced to life imprisonment at Eastern Oregon Correctional Institution. His earliest release release date is February 14th. 2052 so he would be 93 years old second on the list is edward wayne edwards so an american serial killer and former fugitive so he escaped from jail in ohio in 1955 and fled across the country during which he was holding up gas stations by 1961 he was on the fbi's 10 most wanted fugitives list and he was captured and arrested in atlanta georgia on january 20th 1962 He was released from prison on parole in 1967, and if you've listened to a few of these podcasts, you probably know where this is going. He then murdered at least five people between 1977 and 1996, though he is suspected of several additional killings. In 2009, he was arrested for the murder of a person in Kentucky. Neighbors described him as pleasant and neighborly. In 2010, he pleaded guilty to the murders of a 21-year-old, 18-year-old, and 19-year-old. So I think the neighbors were maybe just off or he was very good at covering things up. Soon after, in a jailhouse interview, he confessed to killing his foster son. It just keeps getting worse here. In 2011, he was sentenced to death for that killing. He died of natural causes at the Corrections Medical Center in Columbus, Ohio on April 7, 2011. That was just days before he was scheduled to be executed. Number three on the list is John Eichanger. So he is an American serial killer who was convicted of killing three women and one child from 1999 to 2005 in Pennsylvania. So he was handed three death sentences for the latter murders and one life sentence for the former and is currently awaiting execution. Number four on the list is Joseph Isile. So he's also known as the Parkersburg murder. So he was a German serial killer who killed three fellow immigrants in Parkersburg and Wheeling, West Virginia from June to December 
1867 in what looked to be robbery. So this is a major throwback crime. After a failed attempt on what would be a fourth victim, he was arrested and linked to the previous crimes to which he was then, um, he did a written confession and that was published after his hanging in 1868. So just like such a throwback crime there and just just as wild as today's. Number fifth on the list is Walter Earl Ellis. He's also known as the Milwaukee Northside Strangler. So he is a serial killer who raped and strangled at least seven women in the city of Milwaukee between 1986 and 2007. Until May 2009, the killings were considered to be independent of one another, but they were linked together with DNA profiling. He would be arrested as a suspect on September 7, 2009 and convicted for the seven murders in February 2011, receiving seven consecutive life sentences and zero chance of parole. That's a really long crime span and it also took a while to get justice as well there. Number six on the list is Glennon Edward Engelman. So he is an American dentist and he's also a veteran. Oh, but also these two big ones, a contract killer and serial killer. So he planned and carried out at least five murders for monetary gain over the course of 30 years. He was already serving two life sentences in a Missouri state prison when he pled guilty to the murder of a man and his wealthy parents in a separate contract killing that occurred in Illinois. So he was a psycho sociopath once stating that his talent was to kill without remorse and he enjoyed planning and carrying out killings and disposing of the remains in order that it would net him financial rewards. His first known killing occurred in collaboration with his ex-wife. His ex-wife, Ruth, married another man, raised his life insurance, and then Engelman killed him. They both shared the benefits. Later, he would repeat these tactics for other murders. If this is ringing a bell, we did an episode quite a while ago now. I think it was Dentists That Kill. Today's Sunday Scary Show supporter is SkinAndMe.com. You can use code BBEC podcast for 85% off your SkinAndMe.com orders. If you love it, continue for the regular price of $24.99 or cancel with the click of a button. The daily doser lasts one month. It's made for your skincare goals and customized literally to the point of your name on the bottle. I love it. The active prescription-based ingredients are such a game changer. Thank you to Skin and Me. For the code to share. This is an affiliate code, so I do receive a small commission. Thank you for your support through these links and for listening. We are halfway through the list. Number seven is Joseph Michael Irvin. He's also known as Joe Michael Irwing, so never a good sign when they go by more than one name. So he is an American serial killer who was indicted for two murders committed in Texas and Colorado in 1969 and 1981. He was never convicted of those crimes, though, as he hanged himself while waiting trial. Following his death, he was also linked to four other murders. Those were committed in the Denver area between 1978 and 1981. Number eight on the list is Raymond Escobar. He is a serial killer originally from El Salvador. This one is a bit more of a deep dive just to better explain the background and timeline, but it's also pretty recent considering. So we're going to take it back to the mid-1980s. He illegally immigrated to the U.S., he was arrested in 1988 and was then deported. This would become a big reoccurrence. He did the same in the 1990s, but this time he did spend five years in a Texas prison. He was released in 2000. That 
same cycle just kept going until 2013. So he was then served that sentence and he was deported yet again, but he did return soon afterwards. Upon re-entering, he appealed his immigration case and applied for political asylum. This granted him permanent residency in January 2017. At that time, he then moved into his uncle and aunt's house in Houston, where he found work as a day laborer. In November 2017 and February 2018, he was arrested twice, but this time for trespassing and theft. It wasn't brought to trial, though, as it was just settled with a fine. So he was known um, by his friends and acquaintances to just not be violent at all, and they spoke positively. I mean, we've heard that, though, right? However, on August 26, 2018, he beat his 65-year-old uncle to death in Houston, the one he was living with. He put the body in a dumpster and then left the uncle's backpack, shoes, and shirt on the porch of the house, which caused just suspicion for his six-year-old aunt. Two days later, the aunt started searching for her brother. Escobar snuck inside her minivan, and when she stopped, he attacked her and strangled her. So following this murder, he again disposed the body into a dumpster, stole the van, and drove it to a beach in Galveston, where he lit it on fire. Several acquaintances of the aunt and uncle contacted the police following their disappearances. As a result, Escobar was brought in for interrogation. Um, however, authorities had no evidence to charge him with any crime at the time, so he was released. He left Texas and drove to California. Over the next few weeks, he lived in various homeless encampments around L.A. In the early hours of September 8th, Escobar brutally attacked a homeless man who was sleeping on the beach in Santa Monica. Two days later, he attacked another homeless man. This victim was in a coma and ended up dying later. During the early morning hours of September 16th, he attacked three sleeping homeless men in downtown LA with his baseball bat and he robbed them afterwards. Two of them did die. At the time of the murders, he was recorded by the CCTV of a nearby building. This allowed police to make a uh, facial composite of him. On September 20th, Escobar carried out another attack under the Santa Monica Pier, during which he beat to death a 39-year-old. Four days later, he fatally attacked a 63-year-old man on a street in downtown LA. This incident had several witnesses who reported it to police, and just minutes later, he was arrested. This was on September 26, 2018. After his arrest, police searched the interior of his car, where they found the baseball bat that was used in the attacks and a pair of bolt cutters. As Escobar heavily resembled the facial composite of the man wanted in other murders, he was named the prime suspect. Not long after, investigators from Houston also announced that he was suspected in the murders of his uncle and aunt, whose remains had been found in a landfill outside the city. In early October, the L.A. County District Attorney's Office charged Escobar with four counts of murder, five counts of attempted murder, and four counts of robbery. Further investigation revealed that he was res responsible for many other attacks, with his victims suffering from various degrees of injury. In December 2018, Escobar, who was detained at the L.A. County Jail, was visited by um, investigators from the Houston Homicide Unit. During his conversation with them, Escobar confessed to killing his aunt and uncle, and as a result, he was charged with their murders as well. 
In mid-2019, his attorneys filed a motion for a psychiatric evaluation. In October, he was declared to be sane and able to stand trial. However, not long after that, COVID-19 hit, so his trial was severely delayed. Fast forward to May 2022, where he was convicted to several life terms without parole. It doesn't appear to stop there, though. On February 24th of this year, his cellmate was found unresponsive in in his cell, and he was pronounced dead a short time later. In May, the inmate's cause of death was revealed to be a uh, strangulation, and Escobar awaits prosecution for the murder. Number nine on the list is another throwback crime here. Felipe Nerio Espinosa was a notorious Mexican-American serial killer who killed at least 32 people in the Colorado Territory throughout the spring and fall of 1863. Number 10 on the list is Donald Leroy Evans. He was an American serial killer who murdered at least three people from 1985 to 1991. He was known for confessing to killing victims at parks and rest areas across more than 20 U.S. states. The confessing there, oh my. Number 11 on the list is Richard Mark Edward Evanets. He's an American serial killer, kidnapper, and rapist responsible for the deaths of at least three teenage girls in Virginia and the abduction and rape of a 15-year-old in South Carolina. He has been suspected of other murders and confessed to a number of crimes to his sister shortly before committing suicide in June 2002. Another crazy confession there. Number 12 is John Wesley Ewell. He's an American serial killer and former activist who murdered four people in L.A. in 2010. So he had previous convictions for violent crimes dating back to the 1980s. In the 1990s and early 2000s, he advocated against California's three strikes law. So the three strikes law significantly increases the prison sentence of a person who's been convicted of a felony who have been previously convicted of two or more violent crimes or serious felonies and limits the ability of these offenders to receive punishment other than a life sentence. So basically like baseball, three strikes, you're out. The more you do, the more crime or time you're going to pay. So following a guilty plea in 2019, he was sentenced to four consecutive life terms without parole. So that's also just a great example there of that three strikes law. So maybe he could just do less killing and then he wouldn't have to advocate. Just a thought. So that wraps up today's episode. Thank you for listening. A reminder on the show supporter code, it is BBEC podcast at skinandme.com. I will see you next Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. Bye for now.